Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. I'm your host, Matt McLaughlin, joined by another special guest, this time on the women's lacrosse team. She represents perseverance and overcoming obstacles in her path, which is why I wanted to have her on the show. It's the one and only Gianna Kataya. Gianna, thank you for coming on the show to the rousing studio audience here today. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course. So I'm always interested in where people like get attracted to the sports, right? So as a kid, we all start as fans and we start playing sports, right? So for lacrosse specifically, like, how'd you get into lacrosse and when did you decide, like, you know, I want to try playing in college? So my story is very different because I was a soccer player at first. Like, I didn't do, like, any, I guess, the girly sports. Like, I didn't do dance, gymnastics, or cheer. I have an older sister. She did all that. But, like, I was the kid that wanted to play, like, the physical sports. So I was a soccer player played that my entire life and then my older sister in high school she started playing lacrosse it was newer at the time so then I kind of like picked it up and was playing it for fun but like I said like soccer was like my main sport and I played travel like I was very like um committed to soccer and then one day a friend of mine at school was like hey like you should try lacrosse see if you like it so I did, and I was a lacrosse goalie, actually, all the way up until seventh grade. Um, I was the B-team goalie for a club team up in Rochester, Common Goal. And then I one day brought another, like, a field stick, and they were like, hey, like, instead of just, like, waiting on, like, the sideline, like, do you want to play some defense? And I was like, yeah, sure, like, I just want to play. And ever since that day, I got switched to a defender. Okay. And I just continued playing, and I had no idea I wanted to play in college at all. Like, like I said, soccer was my main sport, like, and stuff. And one day after that, my parents were like, "Okay, like you're kind of good at this, <laughs> in a sense." <laughs> we'll, find, we'll try this. You're kind of good, free college maybe, possibly. Yeah. So they started sending me to camps. I was doing travel across, and one day. In ninth grade, the fall of freshman year of high school, we got a letter and it was from University of North Carolina saying we're interested in Gianna. And we thought it was a joke at first. Like <laughs> I would too. Like that's a little crazy to be like, Chapel Hill, like there's this is too good to be true. Yeah, they're just coming off winning the national championship. So Damn. it was it was weird for sure. And then we were talking to our friends that were re- like really involved with the cross they're like no like this is legit and then like more letters started being sent to my coaches that would be sent to me because it had to be like through coach it had to be sent to the coach then the player oh, okay. like there couldn't be a direct um, yeah, communication. yeah 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 okay because the rules are yeah, yeah so my recruiting process was different because like we could do that yeah. now it's september 1st of junior year you can't talk to a college coach okay at all and like you can't even do the in-between Oh. So it was spring of my freshman year when the rule changed. Okay. In a sense. Yeah. Um, but that fall, I took maybe 10 visits Dang. to different schools. Um, so why why Penn State then? Because I feel like, personally, I if I got University of North Carolina Chapel Hill knocking on my door, I'm like, I'm there. Like, I'm gone. And I'm not, that's me. Mm-hmm. But why for you did Penn State seem like a good fit and why like why do you think that this was the right fit for you 
as a player and as a student. Mm-hmm. To like go back at the point where you're like University of North Carolina, um, Chapel Hill, like I wanted to go there at first. Really? Yeah. But then my parents were like, no, Gianna, like you got to weigh out all of your options first. Like you have a bunch of schools that are interested in you. So what were the other schools? Oh, God. So Penn State, obviously, UNC, Ohio State, Hopkins, Loyola, Maryland, University of Florida, UMass Amherst, uh, Syracuse. Did I say Syracuse? No. Syracuse. Oh, fuck Syracuse. (laughs) Out of those schools? Fuck Syracuse. I'm not going to upstate New York. Oh, dear God. Oh, I'm from upstate New York. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. For me, visiting Syracuse, it was so doom and gloom. Yeah, I was like, no. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it was so depressing. Oh my god. Where else? The Naval Academy. I'm not cut out for the Naval Academy. No. <laughs> you at the Naval Academy would have been a meme. That would have yeah. been incredible. Knowing you now, like you at the Naval Academy would have been nuts. Yeah, no. That would have been hilarious. I would have paid. I wanted a pay per view of just a camera of you at the Naval Academy and just see what the, how that would have turned out. But yeah, so those were. Um, a few, I guess. And then when I visited UNC, it was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. I want to go here. But my parents were like, no, Gianna, weigh out your options Yeah. and see what else, um, you like. Like I looked at big schools. I looked at small schools. So like, I really was able to see what I liked and then came to Penn State and Everybody describes Penn State like this, but it's so true that it's just a family atmosphere. Like, for me, it's three and a half hours away from home. I am not a homebody, but, like, I want to be able to go home whenever I want. But, like, this place to me, as soon as I walked on campus, felt like home. Mm -hmm. And the coaches, awesome, love them. The girls on the team, I could just tell that, like, the Penn State Women's Lacrosse program was going to give me, like, a good balance of competitive lacrosse, um, Penn State in general, great academics, and then just, like, a great, like, social aspect of, like, college. Because, like, that's what what you want. Like, you don't want to be at a place where you're unhappy and stuff like that. And then the biggest thing that my parents um said to me when choosing the school that I wanted to go to was Gianna don't pick the school based off of scholarship or anything like that pick the school based off of would you want to be here if you weren't playing lacrosse if I was just a regular student and at the end of the day I would 100% want to be just a regular student at Penn State without lacrosse. Lacrosse is a bonus. Like, I'm super lucky and grateful for that, but I would want to be here no matter what. So that's really interesting to me because – so I've had I've had Jimmy Dowd and Alex Schlegel on the podcast before. Jimmy made the point, which has really stuck with me as I've talked to more athletes, is that he feels the most stressed and anxious as an athlete when he is completely focused and locked in on his sport, hockey. Allie – uh, co-sign that sentiment for you it, uh, does that apply to you or um, do you think that there is a need for student athletes to have other interests while in college outside of the sport because as an outsider I look up to like the Kobe's and the LeBron's and like these athletes that say you got to be obsessed or whatever but in the reality we're still human at the end of the day 
and being obsessed on one thing can drive someone crazy. Mm-hmm. So for you, like, does that apply to lacrosse too? Like, do you have other, other interests? And do you agree that, like, being focused completely on a sport as an athlete is not beneficial for you personally? Yeah, um, for me, like, I would say I'm, like, 100% different from Jimmy and Allie. Okay. Like, I do agree with them in that aspect of, like, focusing so much on our sport. There are a lot of stresses and anxiety because, like, at the end of the day, like, we have to perform. If we want to be out on the field, like, we have to perform. We're in the Big Ten. It's very competitive. But, like, my story is different because I've dealt with a lot of injuries the past few years. Like, high school, I blew out my knee playing soccer. Ever since that, it's been hard. It's been, like, trying to build myself back up and get ready to play. And then, like, the next thing would happen. Like, I've had three um, knee surgeries on my right knee. So, like, it's just, like, a constant battle for me. So, like, yeah. for me, that's what my stress and anxiety, like, comes from in the sport because I just want to be out there playing the sport that I love. Yeah. And I've had to overcome a lot to be able to do that. So my most recent surgery was last fall. And that's, like, when I realized, like, Lacrosse is such a different sport because it's an upcoming sport. Yeah, there's the uh, men's PLL. For women's, there's the AU Pro League that's, like, new. But, like, it's not a sport like soccer or hockey where you're making money. So, like, it's a great sport in college to, like, be like, hey, like, I was part of, like, the Penn State women's lacrosse team. And it's a great accomplishment. And, like, I'm super grateful to be a part of this. But I came to a realization that there is more to than just, like, my sport itself. So, like, this year I started getting more involved with, like, clubs on campus, like, part of Association for Women's Sports Media. I joined Penn State Sports Night because, like, I want to be able to talk about sports. I love sports. Sports is my entire life, <laughs> in a sense. Um, but, so, like, now for me, I'm still going to compete at the highest level I can and give it my all every single day at practice, games, and do anything I can help the team. But, like, I have, like, all this extra stuff in my back pocket for after college. So, like, I can do something and not just be like, holy crap, I spent my last four years of college just focusing on lacrosse. Now there's not really a pathway to it unless you're going to become a Division One lacrosse coach because a lot of the top players in women's lacrosse, as soon as they graduate, they become a lacrosse coach, okay. which is fantastic. Yeah. And, like, that's what they were meant to do and, like – they excelled in the game, why not make other girls excel in the game too? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned you've joined a couple of media like clubs here at Penn State. Now that you've kind of seen both sides of the media and athlete perspective mm-hmm. on how sports can be covered, what do you think is the most mis, uh, common misperception or misconception about student-athletes that outsiders or the media doesn't necessarily understand? Mm-hmm. Um. I would say that, like, the media does a really good job of covering, like, student-athletes in a sense. But, like, right now we're in the biggest, like, I guess, pandemic, I don't know if that's the correct word to say, of student-athletes and mental health. Like, that is a huge topic of discussion the past few years on, like, student-athletes committing suicide. um, And nobody knows the reason why. And, like, the media is trying to figure out how to cover these stories. 
the universities are trying to figure out like how to help the student athletes. And I think like the biggest thing that the media needs to do is start doing more stories on student athletes as not just the athlete, but as a person. Go find a student athlete that's super involved in the community. Talk about that because like at the end of the day, like yeah, our sports make us really happy, but like, trust me, there's a lot like other things in life that make us happy too. That's not covered a lot and like mental health is being covered more and it needs to be covered more because like we do have a lot of stresses like it's really hard balancing a high competitive sport high um like high competitive academics and everything like that plus trying to do like the things in life that make us happy it's hard so we do have those stresses and like I love now that the topic of mental health is being um discussed like it hasn't been before and it needs to continue to happen no i i agree that mental health people do need to talk about it more and especially athletes man like it's not healthy to like open up about or not healthy to keep bottled up i should say like um those emotions that you feel if you like let down a teammate or something like that how have you gotten involved with like promoting people opening up about mental health and kind of making that more of a priority in their lives um so for me i'm like very open with this um now i did struggle a lot my freshman year with it being covid and then sophomore year um injury so i struggled a lot with like anxiety and stuff with the sport because like i'm like this isn't fair to me like I work so hard and then an injury comes and I'm doing the same thing over and over again. So I ended up talking to um, Penn State sports psych um, people and like helping me figure that out. And they are the ones that actually like helped me be like, hey, like maybe like start getting involved in other things that like make you happy to see if that will like relieve some stress. And like that has for me. So like my biggest thing for a student athlete is if like you're going through it if you're struggling is find somebody that you trust and talk to them and open up like by me like talking and sharing how i feel about things has helped me tremendously like even talking to my coaches like if i'm having like a bad day like i'll say i'll like talk to my coach and be like hey like i was having a bad day can we chat about this and like they're so open to it like they want you to be as happy as you can be so, um, like, if one of my, like, teammates or other friends that are athletes here are struggling, I always tell them, like, they can come here, like, come to me and talk about it. And, like, I will listen with open ears. And then one of my teammates, actually, Ashley Bowen, she's our sophomore goalie. She actually just brought Morgan's message to Penn State's campus as um, – and she's the ambassador for it. So, Morgan, I don't know if you know what Morgan's message is. No, but, I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, Morgan's... I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. Morgan's message is a nonprofit organization. I forget specifically when it started, but there was a Duke's women's lacrosse player in, oh, I'm not sure that when it, what year it happened. It was a quite like a little bit ago um she ended up committing suicide so um her family started this organization called 
Morgan's message. And now it's like the biggest organization for student athletes to help break the stigma of mental health being like, it's bad to talk about and everything. And they have like over a thousand ambassadors. They're on like 900 campuses. Um, Yeah. So now we have that here. So like they give Ashley resources and like Ashley will host like events yeah. for Morgan's message just to start up the conversation for us. So it's another outlet for athletes to be able to talk about like, Hey, I'm struggling. Like, or it also teaches like Penn state, like athletic administration coaches, like our psychology department and everything, like how to deal with talking about mental health with student athletes. No, I think that's that's incredible. That's awesome, and I think it needs to get talked about more because, like, I can't even imagine. Like, I went down such a mental health spiral when I broke up with my high school girlfriend. <laughs> like, let alone being an athlete on a campus where, like, you're in a highly competitive sport. And Allie described a moment where she missed a penalty kick to, I think, win a game, and she was just so like she was just down on herself naturally Mm -hmm. because she felt like she let down her teammates and stuff like that and i totally get it and for me personally i know that i would get very angry and i wouldn't i I just wouldn't be able to handle that right and so how do you handle those moments you mentioned the injuries right and coming back from injury how did you handle those like multiple rehab those rehabs where you're just like you're just trying to get back out on the field Mm -hmm. and it just feels like there's a roadblock after roadblock How did you handle that process? And do you think how you handle that could help other people in the future if they're dealing with similar injuries? Yeah, so um, for me, I guess like I did not, no, I did not handle it well at all, (laughs) at all. (laughs) Being honest, yeah, no, I did not handle it um, well at all. So like I said earlier, like I was like basically like told to go talk to people about it because like people could just tell like that I was bottling everything up inside and being like John you're not gonna get better or you're not gonna like accomplish what you want to accomplish if you're bottling everything up because like with so many injuries and just doing the same thing over and over again it's like holy crap like what else can I do to be better like I've changed like so many like different things about like my lifestyle to get better but these things still keep happening to me it's like i like i don't know what to do but then just like talking to people but like for me it's just like i know i love lacrosse so much and like i would never want to quit like i want to graduate from penn state saying like i was part of the penn state women's lacrosse team even though like i don't have like the playing time because like I essentially I am behind due to all the injuries because I wasn't able to be doing the same thing that everybody else is doing all the time is that I know every time I step out on the field for practice or um, step in the weight room, I'm going to give it my all and try to better my teammates. Like, and I think that like, I like to say that I give like my teammates like that energy in a sense to be like hey like it's okay like let's go like let's keep doing it like trust me they can do it I like to say I think some of my teammates look up to me about like for doing that because like some of them have said like Gianna like I can't believe you still do this like you have gotten injured so many times like why do you still do it I do it because I love the sport I love my teammates and there's like nothing better than me being able to say I'm part of the Penn State Women's Lacrosse team, and I'm super grateful for that. 
no, that's that's awesome. And I think, yeah, obviously you do because if you didn't, you wouldn't have come back and gone through all those rehabs and gone through all that to get back out on the field and practice at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm interested to hear, like, what has – what part of like your support system has kind of been the most impactful to you to keep going? Because like mentioned coaches, mentioned teammates and stuff like that. Like what about the support staff? Could be your parents, right? Mm -hmm. Like why, why, what has helped you out the most in hearing them kind of keep you going and kind of really just keep you sane for the most part, yeah. right? Um, my dad has a big part of it. Like, me and my dad are best friends and like all I want to do at the end of the day is like make my dad proud and I know that like not giving up and just like continue going like makes him proud and like one day like hope I have the opportunity to like be on the field during a game and like show it to him like this past fall season this fall ball was my first fall ball that I ever played in Wow. and I'm a junior because freshman year we didn't have fall ball yeah Sophomore year, fall ball, I had knee surgery. So my junior year was my first fall ball. And just, like, I had so much fun being out there and playing in actual games again that, like, it was so much excitement. And then to, like, get off the field and go to my, like, dad, who's my best friend, and see, like, how happy he is for me really is, like, the reason why I keep going. And then um, here specifically at Penn State, um our athletic trainer his name's brandon he's like also like my best friend <laughs> we spend a lot of time together because i'm always in the yeah, training you're room always getting rehab apparently yeah always like i have to always be in the training room to stay healthy and do um what i need to do on the lacrosse field and just like he, like he has been a great support system like he's always like he knows like when i'm not having a good day yeah and like He'll, he's a person I trust that I can go talk to and he'll talk it like talk it out with me and I feel so much better and like also like he just believes in me like he's like like when he sees me struggling he'll like come up to me and be like hey like one more rep like you can do this like just put that in the past like move on like you got this and like He's, like, my biggest fan, I would say, like, here. <laughs> Besides, like, my coaches. But, like, yeah. I have that connection with him that's, like, awesome. And, like, I know I can go talk to him. And he's just helped me stay positive and keep going. Athletic trainers are huge. If there's one thing I've learned, it's, like, the trainers and the equipment people and the managers, like, they really are the people that deserve a lot of credit for, like, keeping the ship moving and keeping the machine running smooth. Oh, my gosh, 100%. Like, like I said, I talked to my athletic trainer like about everything like best friend like he helps me with a lot equipment managers i love going talk to our equipment managers i'll go like to my locker and get like my loops where our laundry is and every time i'm usually if they're in the office popping in there and having a conversation with them just because like it's nice to see how other people are doing and talk to them and they appreciate it and we appreciate them uh, as you should <laughs> but of looking towards the future, if lacrosse doesn't necessarily pan out the way you wish it would, do you have any ideas that you want to pursue as you graduate, well, as you're coming up on graduation of college and maybe something that you want to do in the future that may not be lacrosse-related? Yeah, so um, definitely don't know, like, how lacrosse will pan out, um, but just, like, staying involved in sports. I love it. I like to say I have, like, a pretty unique story in the sense of 
my recruitment to injury and still going at it that like these are the stories that like I like and I eventually want to be able to tell um others like other people that have like the same story as me so just like pursuing a career in like sports journalism that's what I major in um broadcasting and like exactly what you're doing like you want to talk to the athletes let's go <laughs> please any athlete that is willing to come on this show basically <laughs> pretty much no kid but anyway keep going sorry yeah no off. like i appreciate that you want to talk to athletes and hear their stories and as an athlete like i speak for myself and i think i can speak for a good amount of them here like we all have really cool stories like we want to be able to share them like not everybody gets to share their story like it's usually like the best of the best on the team that gets to share their stories but like I want to be like that type of reporter that can go out and find like the people that maybe aren't making an impact fully on the field and get their story about like how they're making an impact on their team just in general because everybody matters at the end of the day like especially with team sports like yeah for lacrosse it's only 12 players on the field at a time but there's a 32 to like 38 roster every single one of those girls matter and they play a part into the team's successes so like just like hearing everybody's story is like what i would want to do in the future for my career no that'd be awesome and i think people want to hear those stories because like the LeBrons of the world, right? Like the LeBron, Jordan, Kobe's, whatever. Like they've been training for this like their whole lives. That it's interesting to see how they like how they work hard and everything. But if you get someone, a guy or a girl, that's like, I played in like three different overseas leagues just to get a chance mm-hmm. to play at 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 a professional hockey level or a professional soccer level or professional lacrosse level, right? Like I think that to me is way more interesting and more relatable. And also, talking with the athletes, like, I understand why athletes can get frustrated with media. Not just Penn State athletes, whether it's um, professional or college or high school. I understand why they get frustrated, but at the same time, like, I want to learn how, why they get frustrated and how I can make that better and a more positive interaction. And also, like, bro, like, if you're mad, say why you're mad like 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 what we've been saying like a theme of this conversation is like don't bottle stuff up if you're mad and you expect things to change but you don't say anything that's a little crazy that's Mm -hmm. a little insane and i'm i'm an insane person but that's a little insane (laughs) uh but yeah gianna thanks for coming on the show really appreciate it yeah thanks for having me of course like comment subscribe let's go now uh follow the black and blue pod if you enjoyed this conversation and check out other interviews with the other athletes that i have uh gotten a chance to interview and we'll catch you in the next episode peace